0: I just know it's the best place to be. The Holy Spirit will only tell me if I don't know it. So the fact that I said that the Lord told me is not a sign of spirituality, it's a sign of immaturity. Are you getting my point here? You you must understand that. You know, people will, will brag on, the Lord spoke, the Lord spoke, and say, we're not feeling very spiritual. Not necessarily. Not necessarily. Many of those times, it's a sign that we're not spiritual enough. That's why God has to talk. When it comes to doing right, the more mature you are, the less God tells you anything. Don't brag on spirituality because every time you know before I came here, as you know, I, I was in my house, the Holy Spirit began to minister to me. You know, and I was ministering. I said, "Holy oh, Spirit, are you sure about that?" Yes, Holy oh, Spirit said, "Yeah, my son, go go." let so, oh, "Holy Spirit, are you sure? Think about it again. Are you getting? And we feel so spiritual that we are having a conversation with the Spirit. I don't know how many of you know how to converse with the Spirit. I converse with the Spirit on a daily basis. You know, be feeling very spiritual. It's not spirituality. Spirituality is that I know what the Spirit loves. It's maturity. I hope you're getting my point. It's maturity. I'll give my wife an example. That, assuming now, I'm not at home. My wife traveled. Maybe my wife traveled, but me, I just went out. And then I called her, I said, hey, your mommy is coming back in the evening. You know the way she likes to meet the house. You understand? Fix everything up. You understand my point? And I said, okay, put this here. Remove what you guys kept here. Clean this area. I want it scrubbed, you know. And he gets up, commands everybody in the house, and they do everything I have said. Is that good or bad? It's good. No, be honest. Is it good or, good or bad? <laughs> That's very good, right? Yeah. Think about this. I call. I say, I can do Mommy's coming back in the evening. I want you to do this. And he say, oh, it's already done. We knew she was coming back in the evening. Okay, do this one. Yeah, we thought about it earlier before you called. We realized this is how she likes it. Okay. Okay, I want to do this also. Said so that they relax. We know when Mom is coming back home. These are the things she likes. So we have done everything. Just continue with your work. Which one is better? <laughs> The second one reflects maturity. Observation. He has observed over time. So even though I'm giving instructions now, you understand? Having understood, he now compares his life with my commandments and is not ashamed. By the time I issue the commandments, you know, I told him once, <laughs> I went to preach at Tinsuka. When I got there, they put, they put the pulpit on a very high platform. As soon as I got there, that was a one major, one big hall on campus, UNN. I said, please remove this thing from here. You're lifting me up. I'm high and lifted. What do you think I am? I better bring this thing down before I start confusing myself as to my real status in life. You know that kind of thing? I said, bring this thing down. Let's be on the same level. That guy started laughing. One guy was there laughing. He had never met me. Later on, here, and I spoke. He told me something. That as soon as he walked into the hall, he looked at that pulpit, he called the organizers. Say, Pastor is the one speaking here. Eh? They said, Yes. They say, he said, Bring that thing down. He won't like it. So they looked at him. Who are you? Guess what? They didn't listen to him. So when I knocked him, as soon as I started, they called me up. I said, What is this thing here? Please bring it down here. Isaiah laughing. He said, I want them. Now, what am I talking about? Can you see? Through listen to messages. I've come to know my kind of person. Let me put it like this. He had, he had understood my precepts. Let's put it like that. The principles of my life. For that reason, when he heard my commandment, he was not ashamed. Are you getting my point here? Yes. Christians, that's what God wants from our lives. So, in that book, I explained it. Okay, okay That's why I wrote that book. So, in that book, I explained that what God said. He said, he has ordained his precepts that we should keep them diligently. That's what I'm bring out, bringing out here. Keep them diligently. New Living Translations uses the word carefully. So that he said, when we adapt our lives like that, when he gives a commandment, thou shalt not, we'll find out that we're already thou shalt not. Before we heard the commandment. Why? We had adapted our lives to his precepts. Our lives already cons- you know, conformed with his precepts. There, there's nowhere, I, I, I mean, if you know, let me know, where they say that thou shalt not kill your enemy because it's the Lord's anointed. If you read through the scriptures, they are called laws. David was allowed to kill his enemy, and he was killing his enemy. How he understood that you don't touch Saul, I really don't know. But he just understood divine precepts and he made sure he followed them carefully. And by the time he followed them carefully, when he found later divine commandment, he was not ashamed. Now, why am I explaining all of these things? That was why he turned it toward a prayer here. He said, all that my ways may be established. Verse 5. All oh, that my actions would consistently reflect your decrees. That is a prayer. David went to God to pray. Say, said, Lord, help me that my actions will consistently reflect your statutes, your principles, things that you have already set in motion. That is, I may not understand it myself, but I am praying now. That's what I'm going to now. It is a prayer. Anytime we get a prayer like this, after talking about it, you know what we'll do? We will pray. Let us pray. Yeah, we've, we are there now. <laughs> Everybody, just say after me. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus Lord, I pray, Lord, I pray that as you, precepts, as you have ordained your precepts that we should keep them diligently. Keep them diligently. Let, my let, let my ways be established that I may keep those statutes, that keep those statutes so, that so that I will not be ashamed when I look upon all your commandments. It's simple, that's a prayer. Listen to me. That is what the Lord expects you to say in the morning. Not today, Lord, as I'm leaving the house, you will provide food. Jesus said, Don't worry, I'm aware about hunger. Mm-hmm. Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. That is, pray that the kingdom of God will be what established in your life. You know what God even says? That when you find that you're always hungry, if you don't say, Lord, see me, I'm hungry, I'll provide food. He said, Turn around and say, Why am I hungry? And say, Lord, see the way a hungry man is going after food. So why I hunger after your word. Give me the word of satisfaction so that this hunger will not disturb me. What I've said is, 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 is the word of God. God says anything that's physical around your life is a reflection of something going on spiritually. Seek to solve the spiritual problems and not focus on the physical ones. Now I began by saying that I pray we Christians really believe. Let's never... Look, look at what's going on in the country right now. Everybody interprets what is going on as a physical thing. The reason why Islamic headmen are attacking people is because they have their brother as a president. They start quoting things for you. They actually head one full animal and say that you will see when Buhari becomes head of state. I will finish all of you. Now, for your information... of the times you hear such things, they are lies. Can I beg you for something? Don't be somebody that spreads fear. There are things I don't do. That's just by the way. Now, people interpret everything on a physical basis. But we believers, we learn to interpret things from what angle? The spiritual. Like I said, there's one thing you call those things. It's called the anger of God. Don't call it any other name. It's the anger of God is the anger of God. The reason why there is no power in this country is because our leaders have not... No, forget that thing. The reason why there is no power is that we don't have spiritual power. So physical power has not come. I'm telling you the truth. Just by the way, the number one problem in Nigeria right now, who knows what it is? I'll tell you. Don't waste time. The church tells too many lies. It's the church. We tolerate a lot of rubbish. We lie with the word of God. So the politicians are empowered to steal our money. The more we tell the truth, the less they are empowered. Corruption, once it disappears from the church, the world around it will feel the effect. Are you getting my point here? Now, why did I go to all of that? To let you know that when we are praying, we look at prayer, for our requests are what? They are spiritual. So David said here, this is just an introduction. He said, you have ordained your precepts. This is my prayer. That my ways will be established to keep your statutes. Then I shall not be ashamed when I look upon your commandments. I've explained what that means. He said in verse 8, I shall keep your statutes. I will obey your decrees. New Living Translation, please do not give up on me. This man was praying. And what was the prayer? That Lord, that my life may be conformed with your precepts. That my life may be conformed with your commands. That my life will be such that obeys your decrees all the time. My people, that's the important prayer. That's why Paul, when Paul began, what did he say? Oh, I pray that God will, will give you the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him. So the Colossians, he says, so that you will walk in the manner worthy of the Lord, to please him in all respects. That was the primary prayer. It was not about food. It was not about wife. It was not about husband. It was not about job. It was not about progress. In physical things, it was primarily about spiritual advancement. Now I understand what Jesus meant when he says, seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And every other thing will be added to you. What was he saying? Listen, the kingdom of God first must be established where? In my heart. In our hearts. And this this is the point. It is a prayer point. It's a prayer point. That's why I said at the beginning, when the spirit of the Lord is upon my heart, it's not dancing time. It is what? It is what? Say it one more time praying time. And how do we pray? We pray like David prayed. That's the primary thing. Let's ask it. I want to just read a few more verses because we've got in the hang. Let's read. I want us to read from verse 9 to verse 16 together. Are we ready? Whichever version you read, this is how you read. Read it confidently, but don't shout out loud. Just let your neighbor on your left and your right hear you. Okay? From verse 9, we're going to read from verse 9 to From verse 9 he says, want to let's go. How can the young man keep his way pure? By keeping it according to your word. Verse 10, with all my heart I have sought you. Do not let me wander from your commandments. Your word I have treasured in my heart, that I may not sin against you. Blessed are you, O Lord. Teach me your statutes. With my lips I have told of all the ordinances of your mouth. I have rejoiced in the way of your testimonies. As much as in all riches. I will meditate on your precepts and regard your ways. I shall delight in your statutes. I shall not forget your word. That's the prayer. Now I'm giving everybody one minute. Go back, to, start from verse 9 again and pray it for yourself. Don't be quiet. Too. Pray, that is the way you're reading it out loud. Start reading out to the Lord. You are talking to the Lord now. What was David saying? Lord, how can I keep my way pure? It is only by keeping according to your word. How can I, cannot, I cannot keep my body pure, my health pure? It is by keeping according to your word. How can I make my business pure? It is by keeping it according to your word. Purity only comes from your word. For that reason, I have sought with all my heart. And that's what we are doing. That's why you have come here this evening. Say, for that reason, Lord, I am seeking with all my heart. I am seeking with all my heart. I am seeking you with all my heart. Take that prayer from verse nine. You are going all the way to verse sixteen. Just read those verses to yourself. Just keep reading those verses to yourself. That is, you are using them in prayer now. That's the that's the most important prayer. Use those words for in prayer. What was David saying in that verse nine? Say, Lord, I have no hope. When he was talking about pure, there, it was talking about things working right. How will I keep my ministry pure? How will I keep my businesses pure? How will I keep my family pure? How will I keep my relationships pure? How will I keep these things pure? He says, only by keeping it according to your word. For that reason, I am seeking it with all my heart. Don't let me wander. That's what the woman said. Pray that verse 10. He said, Lord, don't let me wander from your commandments. Lord, don't let me wander from your commandments. This is how Christianity is. This is what Christianity is. This is what Christianity is. Pray say, Lord, don't let me wander from your commandments. You have a commandment concerning how I run my life. Don't let me wander from it. You have a commandment concerning what I say with my mouth about my country. Don't let me wander from it. You have a commandment concerning how I run my ministry. How I run my family. Say, Lord, don't let me wander from it. That's a prayer. He said, your word I have treasured in my heart. Say that to the Lord. Lord, your word, I treasure it in my heart. So that I will not sin against you. That is prayer we are talking about. And in verse 12, he said, blessed are you, O Lord, teach me your statutes. It's a request. Say, Lord, teach me your statutes. Declare to the Lord, that verse 14, I have rejoiced in the way of your testimonies. As much as in all riches. I have rejoiced in the way of your laws, your commandments. As much as in all riches. Say, Lord, that is what is valuable to me. That's what I'm asking you today. I'm not asking you for money. Give me wisdom. Give me understanding. He said, I will meditate on your precepts and regard your ways. I shall delight in your statutes. I shall not forget your word. Next I will pick up from verse 17, but let me just read a few verses from there. He said, deal bountifully with your servant, that I may live and keep your word. We'll talk about that. What's the purpose of your life? I was saying earlier, <laughs> the reprint, he said, what should we pray for you now if I have to pray for you? Ah, he said, pray that what? That I will remain in the center of his will. Pray that I will have the strength and the health to finish the work that He has He has for me to do, things that He had commanded for me to do. The same that David was saying here: "Deal bountifully with your servant, that I might live and do what, and keep your word." That is the purpose for everything you're asking God for: His obedience. I don't know what I hear what I said. Yes, Let me say it again: the purpose. You know, James said, "You have not, because." He said, "When you do ask, okay, I know you prayed. That's the problem." He said, "You ask what? Wrongly, amiss. You ask what? What did he say was wrong in the asking?" He said, "Because you want to spend it on your lust. You know the problem is that a lot of us don't know the meaning of the word we What we assume is that uh, uh, he's saying that God give me money so me too I can be chasing babes. He didn't say so. Nobody's foolish enough. Come to God, no, 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 no. By the time you are coming to God, you know there are things you don't say. Yeah. You understand? You respect yourself. Even if you don't believe, you just respect the place of prayer. Are you getting my point? So when I say asking according to your loss, he give examples. For example, he says, You're in competition. Everybody has bought a car. Lord, it's only me that's remaining. This year, it will not pass me by now. So it's dangerous is that God, my mess will not leave me behind. Are you getting my point? No matter how good it sounds, it is a sin. It is iniquity God will not answer. The motive is wrong. So David said, what is the thing, the motive for for correct prayer? What is the right motive? He's teaching us that in verse 17. He said, deal bountifully with your servant that I may live and do what? Keep your word. Now listen to this. Let's amplify this word word here in this particular context. The things he wrote before you were born, that's part of it. That word here is not just Okay, thou shalt this and shalt not do that. No. That is, David said, Thy law is within my heart. Prophety concerning the Lord Jesus also. That is, God concerning Jesus was said, Sacrifice and offering you have not required. He said, a body you have what? Prepared for me. That when God wanted a pure sacrifice, he prepared a body for the Lord Jesus. So why did Jesus have a body? To fulfill that sacrificial need in the heart of God. I I don't know where, where you are getting the point here. Therefore, Anything I ask God for, it is so that I may keep his word. That's all. That's what they were saying. That is, Jesus said, give me health so that I will not die before I get to Jerusalem, where I'm supposed to die on the cross. I don't know whether you're getting my point. That's what they were saying. He said, deal bountifully with your servant that I may live and express the commandments that you wrote before I was born. Why are you going to give me, in quote, money? It is simply because there are things you said I should do with it. Were you not that there was a commandment in my heart? That's why you've heard me say things, things like that before. You said, claim that you'll be a billionaire. Don't answer. You know what I said? I said? because it's a job. I don't have that job. You've heard me say many times. I'm a preacher. The only money in quotes I need, in quotes now, is for executing certain things. Let's talk about as a preacher now. He's so we can keep advancing the gospel. That is one. I'm a father. He said, I should take care of my children, take care of my family. Are you getting my point? I need money to do that. I mean, I'm a Christian. I'm a child of God. It says I should be generous and have and be ready to share. I need money to share. I don't care which house you built and which car you bought. Whether you are younger than me or older than me, that's your problem. Me and you, are, we don't have the same. I mean, we're not going the same direction. It is forbidden of me to come to prayer ask God. Mita will marry this year. Why? Amaka has married. Naya has married. It's now my turn. Once you say it like that, God will remove all the husbands and send them to Bujumbura. So everybody travel. I hope you are getting my point. It's very important for it. So when we are praying, we pray prayers of what purpose? Prayers of what? Purpose. Prayers of what? Purpose. We pray pr- prayers of purpose that God. The reason, look, look at David said it again. Deal bountifully with your servant, that I may live and keep your word. I'm going to stop it there. I'll I'll give us another few minutes. Use that to pray. I don't know how it applies to your life, but use it to pray. Many people, things they've been asking for, when they get to this point, they realize that it's a bad prayer point. They know God is not going to answer. They drop the prayer point. Deal bountifully with your servant, he said, that I may live and keep your word said once he went to a lady who was sick. Why do you want God to heal you? He said, So I can play t- t- lawn tennis. Jesus, you look at it, you are not serious. Unprofitable servant. There are other things to do. I want my life to express the word of God. Very important prayer. These are valid prayers. And Lord, ah, this is not what you wrote in the scriptures. This is what you wrote. Yes, I'm praying deal bountifully with your servant, that that word recorded in Scripture may be fulfilled in my life. There are times we just take our lives and say, my life must be a demonstration of what God did through Christ Jesus. So we say, Lord, deal bountifully with your servant, that I might live and fulfill your word, that your word may be fulfilled in my life. That's how Christians pray, The most important prayer, that's what we're going through this Psalm 119. Lord, I want my life to conform with your word. Help me, deal bountifully, he said, with your servant, that I may live and fulfill your word. That I may live and keep your word. As we close, say to the Lord again, David said in verse 9, that the only hope for purity, purity is not just about moral purity now, no. Is purity of purpose. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Things working well. How can a young man make his engine run well? It's by putting the appropriate engine oil. That's what David was saying. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Are you getting my point? Yeah. That's it. How can the engine of my life run well? Is The engine oil is what? The word of God. So it's into pray like this. Say, Lord, your word is precious to me. That is my hope. Begin to pray to the Lord. And I say, Lord, it's my hope. My hope is not the human beings. And that's why I want my life to conform to it. You are the source of direction you see later on. He said, I'm a stranger in this world. Give me understanding. That is, we are lost in this earth if we don't have understanding. We are lost. That's what he said. He said, I'm a stranger. Give me understanding. Ask God this evening. Say, Lord, I want to know. I want to know. I want to understand your word. Let my life conform. Let my life conform. That's the most important prayer. Now let's just read this. Let's read those verses together again, and then we, we, we close with that. From verse nine, we're just repeating it again. Open your Bibles. I just want to read it again. This, when you get home, this, this, let me just say this: you wake up in the morning, just take a segment of it. Not just reading out like I've read the Bible. Meditate on it. Are you getting my point? Yeah, meditate on it. it these things are they are coded. How else can I explain that? That these words are coded. These words are deep. Okay. Now what you do? Why you need to meditate on them is that. By the time we are meditating on the, on each word, it narrows it down to different aspects of life for us. Do you understand my point? Yes, listen. Sometimes people like, listen. I, I believe there's somebody like that here this evening. The ill health the fellow is suffering. The Lord says it's a bad habit the first person has. I don't know what I heard. I said. Yes, yeah. There are those who suffer ill health, and God said it's a result of their bad habit. You know, in Nigeria, cigarette smoking is is, is um. You know, Christians don't smoke in Nigeria. Yes. If you're a Christian, you don't smoke. But there are countries in the world where Christians smoke. Charles Spurgeon, that you read about, used to smoke. Are you aware of that? Oh, Sage Spurgeon was a smoker. It's pipe, not cigarette, but smoke. Now smoke, you're on fire whichever way. (laughs) Spurgeon used to smoke. They said the day D.L. Moody met him, D.L. Moody looked at him and said, how can you, a man of God, be smoking? Said Spurgeon looked at it and said, the same reason you, a man of God, can be this fat. Because of the British Christian, you can't be fat. Yeah, you can't be fat. If you are fat, you are indisciplined. So the British Christian grew up with the fact that you don't grow fat. Man of God, fat, impossible. You will, look, you will fast away all this board in your stomach. All the fat will melt. But American Christians don't believe in that. You have to enjoy the goodness of the Lord. Eat and eat and become large. Are <laughs> you getting my point? How I many people saw the, the TDJs of before? The TDJs of before was what we used to call Man Mountain when we were young. A man that is a mountain. A man mountain. Now he's as large as he is now, he's lost a lot of weight. Yes now, so for Christians in Europe that time, most of Europe, okay, smoking was okay. So, the Pastor, we finish service like this, I just said, Uday, please help me reload out my pipe. <laughs> So what I'm talking to people like this. <sighs> so was when the crusade is starting. When am I going <laughs> You know, to you it's so odd. It's so odd. Like what? Say <laughs> for John used to smoke. At, look, there are many men that you honor so much today. Men of faith. They were smokers. But you know what I'm saying? So I'm not saying smoking is good though. Trust me, smoking is bad. I like the Nigerian attitude towards it. All right? But what I'm trying to say is that now nah, me, because of my natural training in the field of medicine. I know smoking is one of the worst habits that human beings manufactured out of nothing. You can overeat. It is bad for you. You know that. Indulgence yeah. is bad. Drinking plenty of alcohol is also bad. But these are not habits we manufacture. They are natural habits which we carry to an extreme. Smoking, there is no natural thing about it. Food is normal. Mm-hmm. You cannot eat too much of it. Drinking wine to celebrate is... Co- Look, forget some of our Christianity that any drop of alcohol you are going to have fire. God never says so. Are you get my point? No, I'm, I'm being honest with you. I don't drink beer, so I'm not trying to justify my drinking of beer. But I'm trying to tell you that. <laughs> Some of these we have, okay? They are natural habits that people carried towards extremes. But smoking, there's no side of it that is natural. Satan came, gave it to people, they collected. So cigarette smoking is very bad. It's bad. I can give you, without batting an eyelid, 10 different health conditions that are tied to cigarette smoking. Emphysema, chronic bronchitis, lung cancer. I can continue like that, okay? One thing you may not know is that C.S. Spurgeon had terrible gout. You know what they call gout? Knee problem, foot problem, serious arthritis. For so I say he's smoking. I say, hey, good. Oh boy, well, let's go and buy bensin. Pastor says C.S. Fortune used to smoke. You too will get terrible arthritis, terrible gout, and the Lord will not dash you in addition, lung cancer for your disobedience. What I'm trying to say is that sometimes people have health challenges. They are praying God is healing them, but the problem continues Why they are constantly destroying their own body. The fact that they don't know does not make it right. What I'm saying, those Christians that were smoking doses in Europe, they were also sick. They just did not know where it came from. That's what I'm trying to explain. So many times you are praying. Give me understanding. Revive your servant according to thy promise. You are praying like that. That's why I say, when you do this, do it with what? Meditation. I found out. God is so oh God. This morning, my wife and I were discussing again. I said, the Lord is so close. Somebody say, the Lord is close. The Lord is close. No, Jesus is very, very close. He cares what you eat. He cares what you drink. He cares how you dress. He, he cares. I, I don't have time to give him personal testimonies. There are times I prayed and prayed. You know I was having pain in certain parts. I was in my leg or my or my hand. Yeah, I remember it was my finger. It was terrible. There are times that I would bandage it to sleep. Ah, I was confessing the word, confessing the word. Then suddenly something just clicked. It's the way you drive. Easy. And all I did was just remove my finger, my left finger from grabbing the steering wheel. They say way I don't have time to explain it. But I had a habit of driving with just one hand. So many times, I, you know, I twist the steering by force, putting all the weight on just my thumb. Sign a little bit of strain again and again and again on the ligaments in my fingers. It didn't matter how much each time. Then one day the thing gets too much, it starts getting swollen. You so look at the finger, no big deal, but it was painful. And as soon as that I still remember that day, it was like a word of knowledge. You know a word of knowledge. The way you drive is not good. I just pulled out the finger. There's the way I just adjusted my driving. And that's the end of it. That was the end of it. Some people here, your blood pressure is up, and the Lord said, Is the way you sleep. You had, had to watch, watch night in the neighborhood. Say, so From now on, once you go to bed at 11, tell the Lord, Watch over the city. I'm not. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> Ask God for peace of mind, and your sugar control will improve. That's what I mean by when you take that word. You meditate on it, that word is alive. That word is alive. It will address your own situation. It the word will correct you, say, listen, your your friends are not good for you. And it will tell you clearly I was listening to the reprise. He said, Once the Lord just told him. He said it was okay, it was forty something. Just came back to the UK. I from Kenya and all of that. It was not pretty. The Holy Spirit just said something. He said, Clearly, he knew it was the Holy Spirit, clear voice. Are you okay with your life like this? The Lord said, "I have no problems. I'm fine. But if there's more, I'm willing to have more." So the Lord said, "Fine, you are stepping to another realm." The Lord told you, "You are going to teach multitudes." He did not know how plenty the multitude was. And this other thing, said so the Lord, "said By the way, you have gained unnecessary weight. Go and lose it." Did you hear what I said? Yes, so the Lord said, "That your last weight gain is unnecessary. Now go and drop it." Now, I heard that. I listened to him just. yesterday. Yeah, yesterday, And for me, it was striking because I've been teaching here that the Lord knows every fine detail of our life. There are people that the Lord will say, remove that earring from your finger. I don't like it. Just remove it. In fact, the one I'm sure he will tell many people, nobody here, remove the one in your ears. You're a man. You're not the woman. There are women. He's telling you, go and buy earring. Eh? This deeper life thing. I don't like it again. <laughs> yeah. Go and buy earring and wear it. Eh? I, I'm not joking. You may be laughing. But I mean it, I'm not joking. There are those that the Lord said, go and buy earring. Some people will be angry what I'm about to say. I'm about to say it. I will say it anyway. <laughs> I'm going to say it. There are those that the Lord say, please go and buy lipstick, eh? Say <coughs> <laughs> so go and buy. Wait. I'm not saying she looks like Jesus, but put lip, lip gloss, read your Bible. You're a woman for goodness sake. You'll be competing with these boys, who don't know who is who. <laughs> You do low cuts, no lifts. At the end of the day, they are looking at you. And natural they wear so to make it worse. You say I beg, before you are possessed by an evil spirit, it, the Lord is good. Let me leave it. Apostle, I will tell you personally after. Okay, I'll say it. Okay. The way you look attracts some spirits. So. If you are, if your favorite pastime is a tire of a harlot, evil spirits will pursue you. I'm not kidding. If you're always poorly dressed, you have the spirit of depression after a while. The represents you to demand that people come dress up, improve your outlook for goodness sake. You have a spirit of depression here. Wow. That's what I mean by the word. The word is alive. Oh. There are times the Lord will say, "Come, come, this is your skirt. I don't like the length of it. Just add two inches." But we have told ourselves that God only looks at the heart. That thing is a lie. The Bible never said so. When he spoke to Samuel, he was talking in context. He saw a giant. He's going to be the king of Israel. He said, it's not like that. They didn't choose Saul for his height. There's something I'm looking at in the heart. That's what he was saying. Because if God only looks at the heart, why? Under the same covenant, did he say, make the clothes of Aaron for glory and for beauty? What you did he tell Israel? That I put gold bangles on your wrist as a sign that I love you. Oh, that's what God told Israel. I said, Christians don't wear jewelry. Believe me, if my wife starts wearing jewelry, she'll go on suspension and come to Bible study. <laughs> I'm not joking about that. The baby comes and says, I look at first day, I'll get you sick. If you are sick, let us pray. If anyone is sick amongst you, let him come upon the elders of the church. I'll call Pastor Murphy. I'll call Okemute. Call some of you. Lay hands on my wife for me. If you are not sick, okay, look like my wife. Look like a wife. Look like a wife of Holy Spirit-inspired pastor. Are you getting my point? Sometimes my wife, my wife will buy a particular dress. I say, what do you think? I said this dress is okay, child, but it looks like you are the wife of a struggling man. <laughs> <laughs> the Lord is good. I said, the Lord is good. Oh, exactly. What am I saying? He said, I want you mean?" me. I, I said, wear one that's, that like my wife. Are you getting my point? You know, there are some you wear. You know, you know your wife, your husband is in SS3. It's okay. <laughs> 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 what am I saying? The word is what? Our life. It talks into this. Uh, the fine details of our lives. So when we are meditating on those scriptures, let's meditate expecting to do what? To talk to us. We're coming from that particular point. Let's give the Lord thanks for today. Let's give the Lord thanks for today. Let's just say, Lord, we we'll thank you. Let's say, Lord, we we'll thank you. Let's just give it a little thanks. We are closing now. Say, Father, we thank you. Thank you. Your word is precious to us. Thank you. Your word is precious to us. Thank you. Father, we give you thanks. It's where well we sing the name of Jesus. Amen. The word of God will entwine to you and set you up on your feet. Amen. Like I was saying earlier, listen, somebody, listen to this. The area because sometimes people don't know Abimelech took Abraham's wife, and did not know. Do you know everybody in the house was sick. He took a woman's a man's wife yesterday, by today, everybody was sick. People were beginning to miscarry, wounds were being shut down. And he did not know. Are you getting my point? So many of us are hurting, are suffering for things we are doing that we don't know. But they are still injecting death into our system. I pray for you that revelation will come to you in the name of Jesus. Amen. I know you didn't take anybody's wife, but listen, let's figure speaking. The Abraham's wife you took, you will return her in Jesus' name. Amen. The bad habit, those who are smoking, there are things we are doing, people are against legalism, there are people who are eating, you know, all this health food, ginseng, uh, what do you call it, all these roots, all these kind of parts together, some of them are hurting some people. You don't, but you don't know, God will reveal it and clean your system in the name of Jesus. Amen. The word will talk to you and heal you. Amen. I feel like praying for somebody's health. That headache that has been disturbing you, Different names. They call it cluster headache, migraine. You don't even know. Sometimes it says malaria. Sometimes it's typhoid fever. Whatever name he goes by, I cast out that demon now in Jesus' name. Amen. You are free from now. Amen. And it will not return in the name of Jesus. Amen. And I want you to stand the victory that you have in Christ Jesus. Somebody's headache is caused by worry. And you don't realize it. What is the worry? You have you are, you are, you are not even finished school. Maybe it's master's you are doing or something or even first degree. You're already worried about... How will a man find a job or a woman find a job? That's how you are beginning to have a headache. That worry departs from you today in Jesus' name. Amen. And that headache is gone permanently Amen. in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Father, we give you thanks. Jesus. In Jesus' name we have prayed. Amen. Let's share the grace in fellowship. 1, 2, let's go. Because of the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, surely we are passed out of death and we have passed into life. We are passed out of darkness into the light of Christ. We are passed out from under the curse into the blessing. All things have passed away in our lives. We are now filled with the Spirit of Christ. We live above sin and walk above the devil because we are seated high above with Christ. This is our season of multiplication and dominion. Now bless somebody on your left and your right. God loves a cheerful giver. This is your season of multiplication and dominion in the name of Another person. One more person. This is your of multiplication and dominion in the name of. Now bless yourself. This is mine season in the name of. All right, chair of brethren. God bless you.